with this week in TCG's number 11. What you know about that Lollop the Titanic? You don't know nothing about that. All right, this week, April 28th, we have not too many things, not too many things going on in the crowdfunding side of the game, and not a whole bunch in the major side of the game. But let's get into it. I'm going to try this week without music. Got my uh, handy, got my uh, lit it up, litty microphone, new microphone. Let's see how this goes, see how this audio is doing. But anyway, let's get into it. So number one, first of all, we got, uh, what do we got? Everyone's favorite mecha are joining Battle Spirit Saga. Introducing Gundam Collaboration Cards. Different mobile suits are available as parallel cards. Plus, receive one Gundam card as a bonus with each box. Get your Battle Spirit Saga Gundam Collaboration Cards in Booster Pack 02 on sale July 2023. So yeah, so it's weird like the first set they're bringing out, they're talking about some kind of crossover thing. So I've heard people theorize that they're gonna make like a Gundam version of Battle Spirit Saga. So being it being that this is the first set and they're doing alternates with Gundam, that that brings a lot of credence to that theory. But anyway, moving along. Number two thing on the docket we have. Genesis Battle of Champions. Your boy Joey from Dexin. I can never. Dexin Drafts. I mean, the way that it's written, it just looks like Drafts to me. But apparently, that's how they say Drafts. I mean, that's how they write Drafts, I guess, across the pond. But anyway, uh, Joey from Dexin Drafts, He's uh, he pretty much did a two hour expose on Genesis Battle of Champions. So, yeah, let's listen to the intro and let's hear his side of the story versus the SIDS. Let's get it. Hi, Joey. Here's your care package. I really hope in time you come to love and enjoy the nuance of Genesis. We hope to usher in a new genre of TCGs with Genesis that focuses on tactical gameplay. As we grow, we will rely on people like you to deliver a quality game that upholds its values. Keep being honest and calling us out when we make garbage. Regards. Awesome. First thing I got from the company. I've had a little bit of an ethical dilemma lately on, do I want to talk about this? Do I want to close this off? Do I want to share my story? And the concern that I have was, is there something bad about, does, this, does it come across as just kicking someone while they're down or just bitching for the sake of bitching or getting the jabs in, knowing that there's not really a response and all of those things. I struggle with it. It's been a couple of weeks now and I've discovered that I'm not entirely okay from this. I'm still not. And no, not it's I, I, I wish that it would stay. Like and if you didn't know, and if you didn't watch last two weeks episode, the game Genesis Battle of Champions, the creator said the game is dead, made that announcement, and he's got a few uh, quibbles with it. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people are not feeling it, but let's see. No, this thing has earned the dishonorable death that it's gotten, but there are a lot of people who are looking at it, and who did look at it at the start and say, ah, oh, it's just another casualty from the cutthroat realm of TCGs. And here's the thing. That's not true at all. 
This wasn't a casualty of, of difficult times. This was a suicide, courtesy of institutional failure and weakness in leadership. So you know what? We might as well call out some garbage and fucking learn something. You get the picture. Yeah, so uh, check them out on Decks and Drafts, not Droughts, on YouTube. Yeah, so um, yeah, so he went into detail, just some more details about it though. He did like a two-hour expose, almost six-part, nine-part, or whatever it was. But further down into the video, he uh, he pretty much said that there was a six-figure personal debt or business debt attached to the IP of Genesis Battle of Champions. So that makes it really hard for somebody to step in and buy the property and do something with it because there's six six figures plus of debt attached to it. And uh, so Joey's saying pretty much, uh, and Joey, he works as the marketing, I believe, of Genesis. And then he was saying he was getting paid 1500 a month. I don't know if that sounds right, but maybe, yeah, I mean, you know, you make like 400 a week or something. That's decent. But, uh, so he, I mean, I guess, uh, uh, Joey was saying that he just got them accepted to be sold on TCG Player. That would have been a huge thing for the game. And then the next set, Invasion, that was set to come, would have been an excellent set. They got the, they got the rares and everything situated, finally. And then they had the foiling. I think he was saying, like, the printers were going to be on point. Because, like, pretty much in the past with the game, they didn't check the printers. The printers would the printers would make mistakes, but then they'll just let it slide. But, uh... And I was hearing something about them selling the Wiz Kids or something, too. But, I mean, that might still be on the table. But we'll see, though. And he was saying that the Dungeon Crawl mode was excellent. And he's uh, really harping on the fact that Genesis was doing something that no other TCG could do. It brought in nine TCG players. And then I guess they did that by having a great dungeon crawl mode. Alright, but moving along. Speaking of dead games. Tell me what you gonna do and it ain't gonna Yeah, Vanguard Zero. See you at the crossroads. Uh, Vanguard Zero said on 420, smoke out day, important notice. Dear players, thank you so much for playing Vanguard Zero. It's to our great regret that Vanguard Zero's servers will be closing on June 29th, 2023. As we announce this news today, it is deeply regrettable that we are unable to implement various card abilities and cards for certain clans that were in our in our production pipeline to all players who have been with us all this time we thank you from the bottom of our hearts while the curtains are being drawn on the adventures of it chrono and their friends in vanguard zero the vanguard project in various other media and other bushy road um, international games will continue to stride forward as ever in closing while it's not far from the day of our end of service 29th of june 2023 we hope that you'll continue to have fun playing our game and the various contents planned all 
the way to the end of service. And once again, we apologize for all the inconveniences caused, and we're sincerely grateful for all your support thus far, Vanguard Zero Management Team. Are they sincere? Probably not. But yeah, so Vanguard is officially dead. The economy, they say, was too greedy, too much of a gotcha game. Uh, they didn't put enough effort into it. And they say uh, it was way too pay to win. And then they say everything from the G era on was horrible and broken. Kesarasara, so sorry for you, Vanguard Zero players. All right, moving along. We have Magic the Gathering in the news again for something bad. They had Pinkerton Security slash... Uh, detective, private detective agency guys who've been in the USA since the 1850s as the first private detective agency. Uh, they were, they ran up on this dude. Uh, who's that guy's name? Old school MTG's house. And then they ran up in there and made demands of him. Let's hear from old school MTG right now. Welcome back, Cardboard Warriors. I'm not going to do any openings right now. I just wanted to update some people on some news that I just found out a few seconds ago uh, about the whole situation with the Pinkertons coming to my house. Uh, I'm just cleaning up some cars from a box opening. Oh, yeah, the backstory. Kind of forgetting the backstory. Uh, so, while the... Uh, while the magic expansion March of the Machine, the aftermath was supposed to be revealed at the beginning of May, Cannon somehow acquired a selection of boosters and showed them off on his YouTube channel. And that's uh, old school MTG. And, and that resulted in a reveal of about 75% of the unreleased set. And then within a week, Cannon says, old school MTG says, Pinkerton agents knocked on Cannon's door and demanded he turned over all cards from the unreleased set. He had released videos on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The agents arrived on Saturday morning, he says. And then here goes his story. Back to the story. I'll try and post later. Uh, collector's box opening. But um, we went outside to do a couple things, and one of our neighbors came over. And come to find out, apparently Friday, when the Pinkertons showed up here and we weren't home, they decided to take it upon themselves to go knocking door-to-door -door on our neighbors' freaking houses and harass our 70- and 80-year-old ladies next door asking information about us saying that uh they had an appointment with us that we were supposed to be here for and we didn't show up and trying to kind of grill them for some information about us and that is just way over the line i mean this whole thing's been over the line but that is come on i mean you're harassing my elderly neighbors too you should not be going door to door to my neighbor's houses telling them my business or anybody else's business that's way over the line this whole thing was a massive overreaction and now that i found that out i mean i was i've already been upset about the whole thing but really trying to keep my calm and keep things civil and keep my composure but this is this is a little far a little I mean, more going to knock on your neighbor's doors and they didn't actually tell them my business but still harassing my neighbors is unnecessary this whole thing is unnecessary i'm not sure what my next move is going to be and i don't want to talk about any specifics or anything like that but uh, harassing your neighbors come on come on this if you just if research had just called me or emailed me we could have handled this totally civilly i would have cooperated they could have sent me a call type for the product and replaced it with the product i actually ordered and everything would have been fine they did not need yeah, to send so these apparently they sent him the wrong house, product through the mail go to my neighbor's houses and try and grill them for information this is nobody's business but mine and wizards of ghosts and my neighbors definitely shouldn't be involved. Anyways, um, yeah, a little little rant here. Uh, just wanted to give people an update of some news that I just found out. Um, I can't believe they took it that far. I really can't. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is usually when I come in with the music. But anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, so they were saying that Wizards 
that the Pinkerton Agency basically, um, like, what do you call those renegade people? Bounty hunters. Something like a bounty hunter, but private detective agency. Just a crazy story. But uh, but they were threatening to hit them with $200,000 fines and legal fees. And I think they had the guns drawn and all kind of crazy stuff. And maybe not that. All right, but anyway, yeah, crazy story. Look more into it. It's all out there. But uh, moving along to MetaZoo. Channel Fireball is pretty much liquidating MetaZoo right now. They've got a uh, second edition booster boxes of the first set Cryptid Nation going for $40 right now. So like, you know, when the uh, pandemic was raging, these boxes were going for crazy amounts of money, especially these first edition boxes. They're going for $400 right now. And and also uh, the Kickstarter boxes, they were selling for crazy amounts, all kind of thousands, but now they're going for as low as $1,500 right now. So might be the time to buy low or or MetaZoo's really in trouble. But uh, so we've got uh, also $45 boxes of Wilderness first edition. Maybe they overprinted that one. That was the third or fourth set. Then Nightfall, you know, first edition box. That's the second set for only 90 bucks. First edition. That doesn't sound like a bad idea if the game still has legs. And the release event box, they did have second edition spell books for like $10, but I guess those sold out. Pre release event box, $5. Uh, Nightfall spell book, first edition, 20 bucks. So, I mean, if you believe in the game, good time to hop in and get to some cheap product. Yeah. Um, and moving along, and then on to some more MetaZoo news. Uh, they say Native is doing well. I mean, I mean, who do you believe? Your lying eyes or what they say? I don't know. But uh, Native, this is the sixth, sixth, the sixth major set of MetaZoo. Um, and this will be the first product with dual auras, which is the equivalent of... Pokemon Energy, Magic Lands, first set with dual resources. Um, looks like uh, MetaZoo Native reveals what the original casters of the land have long been able to see. Battle along, battle along ancient deities that created the landscape of Cryptid Nation. Their mastery of all aura brings the power of new fusion aura pages. And invoke the earth and elements to stop the... To stop those trying to destroy the sacred land. Piazza Bird swoops in, harnessing the power of flame spells to win any battle. Just be sure, not or, to not whistle in the woods at night, as some ancient evils of this land should not be crossed. Native. Dealing with native peoples. Alright, moving along to Keyforge. Right, so Keyforge. They just dropped... A megaton of new rules updates. They got the new tournament rules. And they have the new master rule book version 17. And uh, a lot of stuff in there. Let's check out the, the master rules. So, and let's start with the tournament rules. Okay, so they've actually done what... What I love when they do is they type the new stuff in a different color. 
So, um, so with the Archon format, the main format of tournament play, they're going to have deck list as open information. So before when you played the game, you would have your deck list, your Archon, you would be able to show the opponent what cards are in your deck, and then you do the same. And then from then on, after y'all are done, you flip them face down, then the opponent no longer gets to see it. But now, deck lists are open information, and players must allow their opponent time to review the deck list prior to the start of the match and at any time during the match, if requested. So, what people normally do is they put their amber on their deck list, so now you're probably not going to be wanting to do that. But maybe. Alright, and then the same goes for the Alliance format, but the difference is in Sealed Alliance and Archon, deck lists are kept hidden from the opposing player during the match. Yeah, so that's the main thing with the tournament new rules updates. And then we have a few few major additions with the just the main rules of the game. Page 21, we have a new, new term right here, and that is scrap. So scrap, after a card with the scrapped ability, and it also has a pip that's on the card, like an amber pip or a discard pip or a damage pip, uh, there's going to be a scrap pip, I believe. So, after a card with scrap ability is discarded from a player's hand, the active player resolves that card's scrap ability. Scrap abilities can resolve in the discard pile. If multiple cards with scrap abilities are discarded simultaneously, they're, they're resolved one at a time in the order of the, active players, of the active player's choosing. And if an ability discards a card from a zone other than a player's hand, any scrap abilities on the card do not resolve. Alright, so that's that new keyword, scrap. Then we got versatile. Versatile basically means any house versus using Omni, which can be confusing, especially to new players. Just versatile is the new thing for that. And uh, and then we have uh, treachery. And let's just read it from the page. But uh, treachery, we have when a card has the treachery, the, the treachery keyword, it enters play under the control of your opponent. So just putting a good keyword to the to the kind of intricacies of the game. But but um that versatile again, if a card has the versatile keyword, it can be used as if it belonged to any house. Something like Omni, but you know. Um Yeah, Lynette's and then and then and then I think the alliance format is gonna have like a rotating ban list. So keep the game fresh, kinda like a rotating tcg and yep and then so that's it for the majors let's go into the indies all right so there's this new game mithril mithril yeah let's kind of look at this intro video I can speed it up, but you can't really do that on Kickstarter. Unfortunately. 
getting a look at the cards. Pretty standard looking cards with attack and defense. Well, attack and health. And the casting cards right there. But yeah, we'll let the homie explain it though. Here we go. The rules of the game. So Israel is a game that's played in rounds of five to ten minutes between two players with a deck of 40 cards. Okay. Cards can be played from hand by paying their cost. There are two types of cost in the game. There's a mana cost that you just use mana to pay for, or there is also some cards that involve a life cost that mean you have to pay actual health to play the card. Creatures have both an attack and defense value, which are compared against each other whenever they attack to determine who wins. And cards have a persistent health, meaning if they take damage, then that damage remains in subsequent turns. There are also spells that you can play for a one-time effect, and there are equipment cards, cards that will boost the attack and defense stats of any creatures you have in play. And that's pretty much all of the rules. Next, let's take a look at the actual cards themselves. So there are five rarities of cards in Mithril. There's common, uncommon, rare mythical and exotic so some of the cards have unbordered and bordered versions but let's take a look at a typical bordered version of a card just to see the breakdown of what we can see on the card at the top left is the mana or life cost in some instances of a card at the bottom left you have the card's attack and at the bottom right you have the card's defense in the center you have the card type and on the bottom you have the text box which contains all of the rules for the card so that was the highest level overview of the game that i think i could possibly give but let's move on and we'll take a look now at my opinions of the game itself i've broken them up into pros cons and neutrals so let's take a dive into the pros so first off i find this game to be a quick game that had yeah, but a uh, pretty standard fare. You have the Hearthstone-like mana system where you get one mana every upkeep, every turn of yours. And, uh, and of course, it's a digital and physical TCG. And the, 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 the deck size is 25 to 40 cards, two players. They're saying the gameplay is 5 to 10 minutes. That's crazy. But yeah, maybe they're just going for a real, really quick game. Really pally cleansery quick game. But uh yeah, let's go ahead and read the blurb. In Mithril, the rules are simple. Each player starts with 35 health and gain one mana per turn. The energy required to play cards. Players can build 25 to 40 card decks using cards from their digital or random using in-game currency called Rail. The game's first edition into the realm includes over 124 unique cards featuring a variety of creatures types spells and equipment cards divided into five rarities common uncommon rare mythic mythical and exotic and there's no factions in this game so i don't know why they went with that but maybe it keeps it simple all right in the cost of the game uh all three starter decks for three 36 card starter decks pre-cons 35 dollars not too bad not too bad at all and then we have uh, Mithrian, Mithrilian, uh, $89, gets you a booster box, a backer digital promo card, and all unlocked stretch goals. $350 gets you four booster boxes, four digital promo codes, and, uh, and the stretch goals, and $650, and a gang of stuff gets you a gang of stuff. Alright, moving on from Mithril, let's kind of scroll down, see if we see anything else more interesting. Yeah, you see the anatomy of the card, pretty standard stuff. And then let's go to Berserkers. Check out that video. After ravaging Avery Kingdoms, the Dark Riders are on their way to Helm to bring darkness upon its inhabitants. King Holf Cracky sends three Berserkers to destroy the will of Hell. The three warriors prepare to light the protective fires of Odin to repel the darkness. Berserkers is a solo player dice and card game. Roll the action dice and play them on the action cards to move solo through game. Helm and ignite Odin's protective fires. 
You must also mark the three Dark Riders with the Sacred Seal. Not a trading During card game. This is more like a bonus. You can loot the villagers or help them. It's up to you. Earn powerful items. Use your gold coins to re-roll your dice and change your fate. Beware of the Dark Riders, as they will be able to enlist squads of orcs to make your job more difficult. That's not all. To earn the King's honors, you will have to solve side quests, such as finding the treasure of Galloway, going in search of the secret of the elves, or even surviving the wrath of Thor. At the start of the game, you will pick between 2 and 12 side quests. You will therefore have more than 4,000 starting setup combinations for quests, not to mention the 470 million starting setup combinations with location cards. No game will be the same. No game will be easy. No game will leave you indifferent. Berserker, currently exclusively on Kickstarter. All right, look cool to me. But yeah, that 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 concludes this week in TCG's number 11. Come check me out in another two weeks for this week in TCG's number 12. Let me know what you think about this no music thing. I think next week I'm going to hit you back off with the music. But let me know, though. And uh, for your games, like, comment, subscribe. Holler at your boy.